I think there's something so beautiful about having a good episode coincide with the Delena breakup. <laughs> I think there's something so wonderful about how that just like, happened to work out. It's like, wow, I wonder why. Hmm. I wonder why hmm. I enjoyed this episode. <laughs> I mean, there was more to it, but like, that was like icing on top of the cake. Hello everyone and welcome to After Bites of Vampire Diaries Fancast, only 10 years too late. This week, we are watching The Vampire Diaries Season 1, or Season 5, Episode 9, The Fifty oh, Shades wait. of Grayson. I just you realized. Wrote it, you fucked it up on the, on the, okay, we need to I, do that all over again. Hold on, I didn't even, hold I didn't, on. I didn't even, I just copied and pasted this. I didn't even check if it's actually, hold on, hold I, on. I know you did and that's okay. I just like looked over and I was like, uh, five, f- five, one, what? <laughs> it's 10, it's 10, it's 10. Yeah. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> My brain fully broke there. I was like, wait, no. <laughs> It's because I try and say the intro as quick as possible. Yeah. So I like. So then your brain just like. So, yeah. So up? I like. I can't process new information while I do that. I have to just read off of the screen. Right. And then I'm good. But if I have to like think and then say it, I'm like. Uh, <coughs> oh, 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 I don't oh, know. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, hi. Hello, everyone. And welcome back to Everybody's Vampire Diaries Fancast. Only 10 years too late. This week, we are talking about season five. Episode 10 of TVD, Fifty Shades of Grayson. What a bad name, and it literally has nothing to do with the episode. Terrible name! Nothing to do with the plot! They just said, why not? And I I have so many questions. There is only... Here's the thing. I could tell you why it makes sense for this episode to be called Fifty Shades of Grayson, but it would take me saying the phrase 50 shades of grayson more than i already have and i don't want to do that actually i feel like it might be like being like the it's the relating shades to of- elena's dad it's the fact that he was both a bad guy and a good yeah, guy yeah, and that's he saved say. young people's lives but he uh, also that's what i was saying like, like i think i think they're like oh like the shades of gray there's like so many lines of in between here which by the way not really by the way not really i disagree by the way with that. not really they don't dive into that in this episode like at all except for the last 10 minutes also, right before the delena breakup like, and also like i don't think there's like a shade of gray there i just think what he did was wrong so yeah, i just think it was still fucked up yeah <laughs> like, like sorry. No bl- it's like very black and white for me i'm sorry like no so um yeah, I I get that, but also then why the Grayson? Why? It's because his name is Grayson Gilbert. I I don't know what to tell you. It's still a bad title. Bad I don't title. know what to tell you. Bad title, you guys. Why'd you do this? Bad title. Uh, fucking Caroline, dries trees dries. Girl, huh? You need to answer for your sins for this episode title. Oh, Girl. that's the that that's the writer. I thought you were talking about writer. Caroline in the show, and I was like, "Huh, Caroline no. didn't show up this episode." Um, no, Caroline. Yeah. Caroline, Drace? Is it Drace? I think so. I wonder who comes up. Is it the writers who who like the main writer who comes up with the title, or is it like a group effort? Because I feel like this one was a group effort. 
probably a group effort, but also I just went to. <laughs> oh no, what happened? So I went to um, Caroline, I think it's Dries, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Caroline Dries's page on the um, on the Vampire Diaries wiki. Thank you, Vampire uh-huh. Diaries wiki. As always, shout out. Love you guys. Love you guys. The work you do. Thank you. This podcast would be so much less fun without the wild tangents we can go on thanks to your podcast. No, your website. You're fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just opened up my V8, okay? Don't worry about it. I'll get better. Caroline, her, so she has like, you know, like she, um, it just like says like, oh yeah, she's a writer, producer, and director for The Vampire Diary. She also worked on, you know, like Smallville and like later now she, I think she runs like Batwoman, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the last sentence of her biography on this page really takes me the fuck out, though, because it's such a hard left turn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, do you want to guess? She is famous for capturing footage of one major event in U.S. history. Hmm. Recent what US event history? do you think it is? Recent in, U.S. Specifically, history? like, American history. Yes, U.S. history. Uh, you know, even though I took AP U.S. history, I could not tell you... <laughs> a historical event right now like a single historical event because she is famous oh she is also known well known for uh-huh. capturing footage of uh the twin towers falling on 9-11 oh um interesting I just read that and it was just such a hard uh... left turn that the TPD wiki took for me and I was like <laughs> huh um what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, this has nearly twenty three million views on on CNN's YouTube. It what? Bonkers. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I just went onto her page. I didn't mean to like be a downer, but it was such a hard left turn. I did have to laugh about it. Wow. Wow. Anyway, should we talk about the Vampire Diaries? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wild episode of TVD. I think mm-hmm. overall, terrible name aside, pretty good app actually. Good app, first good app in a in a while, in a while. Yeah, it's been a bit, huh? It's been. I mean, like, cause it, it sucks because I feel like we since we switch off every week between watching TVD and TO, we get like the good the originals episodes, but then it feels so long. Like it's been so long since we've had a good TVD episode. Yeah, when really, it's only been like two eps since we've started having a bad time. But right. it feels like months and months and years, right? <laughs> since we got, since we came back from our little break and then got back into TVD. Yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride. Do you want to tell me what happened last time on TV? Yes, on TVD last time, um, we learned that Damon used to be an Augustine vampire, um, which is basically he was experimented on by um, what is it like the Whittemores, the family of the Whittemores, and then More Elena's society, family, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Elena's dad as well, um, and. Uh, he reveals this huge backstory he has with another vampire he met there called Enzo. Um, and uh, lo and behold, we learned that 
Damon being the selfish person he is. Um, they had like planned to escape together, but Damon left him behind um, to burn in a in a in a cell. It was it was pretty brutal. Um, it was pretty and, fucking brutal, actually. Yeah. The way that scene was shot, I was like, oh shit, yeah. And then we also have the fact that um, Catherine and Stefan hooked up last episode. Um, and I yep, that think, is certainly a thing that happened. I think those are the yeah, those are the main two things that happened last episode that you need to know for right now. That's oh yeah, and then also also <laughs> also uh, Elena woke up next to Enzo in like some sort of experimenting science room. That also happened. yeah. So that all happened. I think Brian and I called it the first not good flashback episode of TVD. Mm. Yeah. Um, because it wasn't good. <laughs> it was not yeah. good. That's why this episode is such a welcome change of pace because you go in expecting it to be bad and you're like, wait, no, this is actually like, I can get behind this. This is kind of fun again. You I, know? Think, I think for the first time in a long time, TVD is having good pacing this episode. Like, by the time yeah. we got to the end, I was like, oh, we're at the end already? I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. And that's how that's how good the pacing is. Like, you don't even realize time is passing by. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really well, well done this episode. So the Netflix description for this episode is that Damon realizes that Elena is in danger and enlists, enlists Stefan's help to find her. Uh, Damon shocks Stefan by revealing his firsthand knowledge of Aaron's family. Don't love the Netflix description, but I can't like place my finger on why. I think Damon focused. Yeah, and when there's even other like this problems happening. I think the main reason I don't like the description is like why have two sentences that that both start with Damon? You know, there's no yeah, like, like connector in- between like the two sentences. It's just like Damon does this and Damon also does this. Change the like sentences up a little. Catherine also does a lot this episode that yeah, we'll talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I feel like maybe we should get a little shout out to her. Maybe right. You could have even something. Just, you could you could have even like shortened it down by like saying Damon uh, tries to save Elena with Stefan's help and reveals to Stefan whatever about that. And then second sentence, Catherine goes on a journey of self discovery. <laughs> Catherine um, has some shit happen, huh? Yeah, she she she's really trying to deal with this whole death is happening to her thing this episode. She really is. And I don't know as though it's good for her. Yeah. This episode certainly is not a good up for Catherine. Yeah. So this episode begins, though, with Damon breaking out of his cell. And he's like, kind of like kind of smart about this actually yeah you know yeah i agree yeah um so he like puts he like gets the bullet from the floor outside uh where aaron had dropped it and then he puts it into the lock of the door and then punches the wall until he gets a rock and then he hits the bullet with the rock and it sparks and it opens the door Mm -hmm. it's really neat yeah one of the first times where I've been like, wow, Damon did something really clever. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, I was there for it. Then we go to my... 
the first funny scene we've had in a while, it feels like. This entire episode, can I just say, was full of jokes for the first time in a while. Like, the dialogue like was so funny. We haven't had some good goofs in a long time. Yeah, it, it was very, very much needed. We do now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think we needed it. Maybe that's why this episode is also much better than the last two. Yeah. They're like, it's because I think- it's funny again. <laughs> They do a good balance of, like, making it funny, but still uh, making the stakes really high. And then also the pacing is, like, so, like, flawless, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the two stories, even though they don't intersect really at all, they still develop them really good parallel-wise. Which I feel like we've had a problem with in the past, especially when mm-hmm. they've been moving back and forth between Mystic Falls and the college campus. So, like, I think those are those are all the things that makes this episode really well done. Yeah, I think that's a really good point is like, even though these two stories don't intersect like at all, really, yeah. um, they they still parallel each other enough that you're like, oh, yeah, I can see why we're looking at both of these things at the same time. You right. Know? Right. Yeah. I can see why we're not why why these are why these go together, you know? Right. Yeah. So Catherine wakes up next to Stefan. Uh, she, like, because in case you forgot at the end of the last episode, they hooked up again. Uh, <laughs> and they're such a funny couple, actually. I think yeah. they would be comfortable together. I agree. I think th- they work so well together, especially given their, given their past, because they have such, like, a sordid past. I, I think... And, like... I think Nina and Paul's chemistry plays really Ugh. funny into yeah. this like whole like sort of like begrudgingly we're lovers again kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. They just have good chemistry in general. Like they really do. Their chemistry is off the charts. They really, oh, really do. Can I just say one thing mm-hmm. about chemistry that's like unrelated to this, but something I've been dealing with recently while watching a show is like I hate it when. Uh, two characters have like really really good chemistry but I so badly don't want them to get together because like <laughs> of like the backstory of both of the characters and you're like oh <laughs> they'd be cute and like a different scenario where they aren't the characters that they are right now but like yeah I I don't want it to happen right now because I'm watching a show right now and I think they're trying to like give enemies to lovers but like I hate that guy so much already from the beginning <laughs> of the show. So, like, I, you can't be feeding me enemy celebrities right now. I need to h- continue to hate this man, okay? Um, but, yeah. Chemistry is a good thing to have, but not when it's between two characters I don't want to end up together. Because then it's like, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? What the fuck? Catherine rolls over in bed to like hug Stefan and she finds like one of those like gray hairs that she's had falling out of her head for the last few episodes and she's like mm-hmm. oh fuck actually I need to go immediately so she like <laughs> grabs the comforter off the bed and Stefan's like what are you doing she's like don't <laughs> turn around just don't and then she like runs into the wall on her way out as she's like picking up her pants or whatever. It's and so I just have funny. to say it's comedy. So funny. <laughs> comedy. Comedy like, queen. Like uh it was like such a breath of breath of fresh air. I think especially because you know when uh two characters like 
sleep together. You know, it's it's like such a big thing the day after. But like, yeah. I feel like this moment kind of just like broke the tension and made it just like really, really funny instead of like us like contemplating, oh, what do we do now that we've slept together? Let's just have this funny moment instead. Yeah, it was also such a great way to like get the ball moving, sort of like lighthearted for this episode. Like it felt very like you were building up the episode to be like lighthearted and fun this whole time. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. And this was like a fairly lighthearted episode, even though it dealt with some dark shit. But like it did feel fun. Like I didn't feel depressed while <laughs> while watching this episode like the last few episodes have made me feel, you know? Right, right, yeah. Um, on the way out, she runs into Damon. Damon's like, what the fuck are you doing here? She's like, oh, you know what? I'm doing what I do. What do you need? He's like, I'm trying to find Elena. She's like, oh, I haven't seen her. And neither has Stefan. We were together. <laughs> I love how like, she did that. Barf, actually. She's like, all right, then toodles. <laughs> I, I love her. This like this little this entire like two scenes she has where she's like stumbling out of Stefan's bed and then runs into Damon and, and immediately has to like spill the beans to get on his nerves. Like, oh, she's so fun. I love her. You know what else? I think. Mm hmm. Um, I feel like character-wise, I would much rather prefer Damon with Catherine than him with Elena. I feel like, weirdly enough, their chemistry works better than Damon and Elena's. Yeah, it's because Elena's just too good. Yeah. And Catherine's, like, willing to have fun and be a little evil. Yeah. And like I, I think, think, you know. I think that dyna- dynamic works be- better for um Nina and um Ian too. Yeah. Like when they're kind of fighting, I think that's when they have like the best chemistry versus like when they're supposed to be like, "Oh, we're so in love." I'm like, "I don't really believe you guys." It just doesn't make sense to me that any dynamic with Damon is like that serious, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I think it needs to be a little more lighthearted and fun for it to like make sense. Yeah, I agree because of Damon's past, you know? He's like and every, I just his character's like it was like such a like a playboy in a way. Before he like got he was like, Oh, I need to be with Elena and had like a whole character switch change. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it just makes much more sense in general for Damon's character to have a more, like, fun, jokey dynamic with people than, like, serious. Yeah. So, you know. I just don't... I'm so glad Delena broke up. We'll just say that. (laughs) Even though we're about to get into, like, some wild Delena horse shit later this season and next... We'll have at least some time that we are free from Delena. I will say. However, do know, unfortunately, they are endgame. So yeah, like, I know. Yeah, I know. Just deal with that like looming cloud over your head. You know? <laughs> I'll just, just like, enjoy chill. it while I have it. You know what I mean? Exactly. So Elena is in the underground. She's in like some underground like Augustine lab that she like keeps having weird flashbacks about. And Dr. Maxfield is like, um, Basically, he's just, like, gonna t- drain her of blood. He's running his weird vampire experiments. So, there's mm-hmm. that. 
um, Damon and Stefan visit Whitmore College to visit Aaron to try and find Elena, basically. They're... So, like, the... the Elena is, like, going through some shit, and it's going to be Damon, Stefan, and Aaron trying to find her while mm-hmm. Maxfield is, like, trying to save Aaron's life. It's a whole deal. There's mm-hmm. a lot going on there. Um, but basically, it's it's a classic Elena got kidnapped. We have to find her. She's at, like, fucking 12 kidnaps so far on the... Kidnap counter? On the kidnap counter, unfortunately. Ugh. Which is just, like excessive isn't it yeah also weirdly enough whenever elena gets kidnapped that's when stefan and damon are on the best terms and have like the the best jokes between them they all really become way funnier when elena's kidnapped (laughs) don't they they like like, start working on their stand-up whenever elena's not there like she's some sort of like comedy wet blanket Exactly. Which she shouldn't be because I love her and she's funny in early right. seasons. But in right. later seasons, like now, she's not funny anymore. Uh, it's so <laughs> just sad. so sad. Bring back funny. Bring back the comedian Elena. All right. Bring her back. Bring her back. I know you put her somewhere. Bring her back. I think also like Elena in earlier seasons were was like her comedy was what much more sarcastic. I feel like her becoming a vampire made her lose that sarcasm. She's not funny once she becomes a vampire anymore. Yeah. She has, like, a few good one-liners, but for the most part, it's very cringy. She's just, like, I don't know how to explain it. She's a different person, of course. Yeah, they had to, like, completely write some buck-wild character changes in there for her, so, you know. Right. You know. So... The boys are trying to find her. We cut back to the lab. Some time has passed. Um, and Dr. Maxfield is like talking about how like he drained like 4.1 pints of blood from Elena. And that is significant to him because 15 years ago, um, Enzo, I think, one, two, one, four, four. I think so. Yeah, Enzo. Um, faded into unconsciousness after losing like 2.9 pints of blood Mm. and he makes some note of like evolution or just luck mystery for another day which we don't like talk about that often but like i think it is interesting that they sort of sprinkle in this like vampires are still like living beings in a way they do evolve over time Mm. you know yeah like some bloodlines may be able to do things better than others. They might be small, subtle advantages, but there are like changes over time. I like it because it's also, it's very reminiscent of like, you know, like nature versus nurture. Nature versus nurture, but also like nature, like evolving after the fact, you know, like Mm. originally, like remember how originally vampires were made to like fight werewolves and just kick the shit out of werewolves. Right. But then eventually werewolf venom evolved to kill vampires. Mm-hmm. I like that sort of like that sort of like evolution within the vam within like species within like supernatural species is very interesting to me because mm-hmm. it's like they're not just static. They're not like I can only do one thing forever now. You can become better over time. And we get into this more actually later in the originals mm-hmm. um, in season one and two. Ooh, it's very. Um, we get like a very obvious like a like a power 
a very obvious power spike for the wolves, but they desperately needed it. Um, mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause right now, wolves seem sort of like underpowered compared to vampires. They're they're um, like not really. They can't really do much when it comes to vampires. They can't do shit unless they are actively a wolf. So you know, it's right. kind of kind of rough. But they get like a little power spike eventually. They get like a little evolution, that sort of thing. So. Mm. I think it's interesting that we have this little note of this right now where um, he, he's like talking about like evolution within vampire species because Enzo is a pretty old vampire too. Yeah. He's, he's how fucking old? He's pretty old Um, compared, uh, let's see, he was... Yeah, he's, let's see, he's a little bit older. He's, like, a little bit older than um, the boys, mm. I think. Oh. Or around the same age as, like, Damon and Stefan. Like, he's not, like, a young vampire. Yeah. I think uh, there's some, I don't know if it was at this part or earlier, where he was, like, Elena and him were, like, um, discussing, like, uh, was it like why he was doing it or like oh like he was he was saying talking to talking to lena about like how uh it's okay that he did it basically he was doing what he was doing because you know it was for science mm-hmm. um yeah. and I, in my head i was just like uh dude science has a moral code of ethics and you're pretty sure one of the big things in science is that there is a code you kind of have to have consent of the people you're uh experimenting on i don't think he got the consent of these vampires um yeah so i don't know if you could say oh i'm doing this because you know for science like that doesn't make any sense you're not following science rules at all yeah like i'm pretty sure this is not science pretty sure this is just uh torturing people and doing whatever the fuck you want yeah and I just wanted to bring that up because I was just so in shock that he said that. I was like, uh, that's not how science works. Don't don't fool the people. Don't lead them on. You're just doing this because you're a bad person. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, it's very much like this is not um, not great, girl. Mm mm. Uh, so let's, there's all that. Elena sort of realizes that she's in her dad's old clinic. Oh, darn. Her dad did some fucked up shit to vampires. Shocking. <laughs> Which we, like, kind of knew already, but whatever. Um, I can't believe Elena still, like, has so much faith in her father. <laughs> I know. Every time we learn something new about her dad, it's like, he hunted vampires. He did not like vampires. He experimented on vampires. She's like, I can't believe my dad would do this. It's like, girl, really? By what now? What evidence do you have on the contrary right now, girl? Like, come on. Come on. Like, where where are we? Did you forget all the previous stuff that has happened? Or did you just choose to, like, not believe them? Oh, Elena loves willful ignorance. Yeah. You know her. Elena loves to be willfully yeah. ignorant. I mean that's the whole that's the whole reason why they broke up this episode. Literally, uh, she loves willful ignorance. We'll we'll discuss that more in depth later because I have a lot to say about that. <laughs> so, uh, Wes 
let Enzo out of the clinic so that he can meet up with Damon. But first, he injects Enzo with something that ensures that he returns uh, to him. More on that later. Stay tuned for the 10 o'clock news. (laughs) Um, Catherine is working out to, like, try and avoid... She's, like, trying to curtail her dying. Um... And Nadia comes up and just, like, slaps the shit out of her. And Matt is just standing there like, oh, shit. And that's <laughs> honestly the funniest thing he's done in quite a while. <laughs> they have such a good mother-daughter dynamic, don't you think? They really do. It's so <laughs> petty. It's so good, actually. I love it a lot. You know what? Maybe I feel for Nadia a little. Because don't we all want to slap our parents in the face a little bit? Sometimes. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Like, I'm not saying you're going to actually do it, but, like, come on, you guys. Come on. We've all had that moment. Um, I think it actually felt a little empowering for me, you know? Yeah, I was like, damn, I really love it when... <laughs> I love it when... <laughs> no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop. I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Um... <laughs> Sorry. Do you think uh, what Nadia did was technically a form of elder abuse? (laughs) 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 Yes, I do, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had to make a dumb joke. It just came to me. Throughout the episode, Elena has these little flashbacks of coming down into the clinic as a kid. Um... So there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just like happens a few different times. So there's whatever, you know. Uh, Stefan, Damon, and Aaron go to Wes's classroom. Which, guys, I don't know if anybody thought about how college campuses work. Um, one professor doesn't just like own a classroom. They just yeah. went to like a lecture hall. Yeah. Not even like his office or like his lab or anything just like his lecture hall i don't know it's just thinking about it now the dramatic effect for enzo to throw a chair but also thinking about it now yeah (laughs) he doesn't have a lecture room so i think they just mixed up high school and uh college I think they just wanted Enzo to be able to throw one of those fucking lecture chairs. Because, like, me too, King. I also want to (laughs) throw one of those fucking lecture chairs. That scene was so funny. I hate those fucking things. Enzo's kind of a comedic legend here, actually. Yeah, he's really selling the whole comedy bits this entire episode, okay? He really is. He's just... Oh, King. He's he's doing the most. You he's know? he's carrying most of the weight when it comes to the comedy of this episode. Because I was just de- like, sometimes he did something I just wanted to dead out straight laugh. But I was like, but this is a serious moment, you guys. I know this is funny, but also we're dealing with serious stakes right now. This is so serious. I am still gonna laugh though because Enzo meets up with Damon and within like ten minutes throws a chair and like me too, King. <laughs> me too. 
I also like, want to throw a fucking chair after meeting Damon Salvatore for like 10 minutes. He, it was so well delivered too cuz like I think the 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 way it started was that Stefan was like, like telling a story right. and then and he then was like Stephen, telling his story and then Stefan left to like go call Wes and Wes is like whatever 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 fuck you guys I'm not gonna give you Elena and then he comes back into the room and then he and Damon start talking about that completely ignoring Enzo's story <laughs> and then and Enzo and then, is like wait wait but also Aaron joins in on their like bickering moment where he's like he's like oh he's gonna he's not gonna come and save me he's gonna try to uh, use my life as like some sort of like chip in order to win against you guys and they just start bickering and i think that's what really started making me laugh because i was like oh this is such good bickering and then Enzo just <laughs> enters the scene and throws a chair he just throws a chair like can we please pay attention to me i was telling a story you guys i was talking you guys how dare you interrupt me and i was just like that's so funny like so true king like everyone who did that scene you guys did a great job on the comedic uh, delivery the the timing of it was was so so funny it was so good like oh i love that it was just such a good it was just such a good scene. <laughs> yeah, they 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 really did a good 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 job doing that. Cause like, it also really helped. Oh wait, I also realized I was like Enzo's so dramatic. He needs to be on the originals. Cause like he just is like drama central over here. And like he is my favorite hot mess express. Yeah, and I like, love him. I think that's what makes him really funny because not only he's like super dramatic, but then also like delivers the comedic lines like really, really well. Like, like he's like, hello, you guys, you guys were listening to my story and you guys were being silent while doing that. And he's like dead serious while saying that. But like, it's so funny that he's so dead serious about it. You know what I mean? You know who he reminds me of? Yeah. Who? Klaus. He kind of does remind you of Klaus, right? It's yeah. the accent. It's the two big shirts on him. Like, he, his shirt does the Klaus thing that I, I swear to God is a very specific wardrobe department choice where, like, it's, like, a little bit too long on the sleeves and everything. Uh-huh. I think what's so funny about... I think what's so funny about him is, like, he... Is he, like, meshes so poorly with the way that Damon and Stefan have been used to, like, going about business, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he meshes so poorly with their very straightforward way of doing things. He's like, no, we were talking about me, guys. Guys, we were talking about me first. <laughs> like, he just, the way he, the style in which he talks and delivers his lines meshes so poorly with everybody else that it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Because this dude has been a lab monkey for, like, the last... 90 years right like he's gonna be a little fucked up and weird and i love the fact that he's a little (laughs) fucked up and weird actually i love my little fucked up weird guy he's just (laughs) funny he's so funny i love his character so funny like he's like one of those characters when you meet him you immediately are like you're one of my favorites now like there's no need for the introduction for me to get used to it i love you last episode in um 
the last time we talked about TPD, it was me and Brian, and I was just like, Enzo's my my guy. I love him. Right. Episode one that he is on, I'm like, this is my dude. Right. Like, you're just like, oh, you're so funny, and you're so dramatic, and I love you. He's just so, his dumb little accent. Yeah, his accent's so like, good. <laughs> the fact that the actor who plays him is called Michael Malarkey. Like, I just think that's very funny. Like, you just got a good name, my guy. Like, uh, I just. So <laughs> it's oh, just you know, so you know what, funny. You know what really cracked me up? The way he said yeah. mate. Like, all serious and all. <laughs> This dude, I love him. I love this guy so much. So, um, Enzo throws a fucking chair out a window or whatever because he's a dramatic bitch and I love him. Uh, Damon stays with him while Stefan and Aaron go to find some documents that are in Aaron's room. There's that. Um, in Mystic Falls, uh, Nadia thinks that uh, Catherine can use the passenger spell to continue living on in somebody else's body because her dad was a passenger, which was, you know, that little mouse tool that we put aside for later a few episodes ago. So, theoretically, Catherine, now that she is a human, would be able to do some sort of magic, like the passenger, the, like, traveler sort of magic. Yeah. So... They're sort of operating off of that fact that, like, even though the guy who's inside Matt's head is technically dead, um, he's continuing to live on in Matt, you know, kind of. So they're, like, kind of, they're going off of that same logic, which, like, makes a lot of sense, actually. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very clever. And um, Catherine makes some joke about how she's like, I don't want to live on in anybody. I want to live on in my body. Um, Which is another mouse tool that we will use for later. Mm-hmm. Um, Enzo reveals that he has to kill Damon to get the antidote, um, and then he ends up succumbing to the poison dramatically, like, right before that happens. Right. He has the best timing. I think Enzo <laughs> is... His timing is so unfortunate, but so funny. It's All like, the time. I like love a- his shit. It's so funny because he knows that he's poisoned and yet waits until the last possible moment to kill Damon. I know. He's like, I really want to tell my story first, you guys. Guys, listen to my cool story. I know I have to kill you. I will get to that in a moment, but please listen to my cool story. Like, Like his priorities, not where they need to be, and I love that. He's so fucking whack. Just in general. I think as a person, he's just fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> I just... Uh, you know what? He gets me, though, in a way. You know? Because I, too, like, have I bad Like, I get priorities. it. Yeah, I feel him. Like I feel I, it, you know? Like, that also would be me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, like, I get it. I'm with you there. I'm also bad at making my priorities correct and like getting things done in a timely manner. I get I get you. I just I just think he's so funny. His timing is awful and I love him so much. Yeah. 
Aaron tells Stefan about what Damon's been doing for the last 60 years to like the Whitmore family and how he's been killing all of them except for one to continue on the family line, which is like a psychotic plan that I think was very well deserved to the Whitmore family. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, honestly, kind of with Damon on this one. I think that's good revenge. I think that's good, solid revenge. That's like, that's like, what's the word? I feel like a lot of the time when Damon plots out some revenge, you're like, what the, was this really needed? Like, was this a good But this plan? one is like, yeah, this is good. This yeah. is like, I think I mentioned in the last episode, but like, Damon is more of a good villain here than he was in the entire first season. Yeah. Like, period. Yeah. I agree. I think he's just a good villain here. It's like, it's something that's so, like, horrible, you know? Yeah, but also, like, it's something horrible, but it has but it a makes good sense. focus play on, and it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, like this is another example of Damon being, cl- like, a little clever this episode in a way. But, like, oh, not but, like. This is another example of Damon being clever, and it's, like, rare that we see him be this, like, cunning. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's good. Yeah. I, I wish he was like this from the, the beginning. I probably would have liked I it know. more. I <laughs> know. Let's see here. Um, Once Aaron gives Stefan the document, Stefan reads about, like, Elena overhearing one of the vampires being tortured. And so he's like, oh, probably Grayson Gilbert's old office in town, which, in case you guys forgot, in, like, season, what was it, like, season one, they burned a ton of vampires down in the basement of Grayson's old office, and now it's just, like, standing there condemned and empty. Mm -hmm. Which is a nice callback to the location. That I think I wasn't expecting. I was like, "Oh shit, we're back here again." Okay, yeah. Like I, I like it because it was it made it made sense to come back to this location. But also, you were like, "Oh yeah, I forgot they burned a bunch of vampires down here in season one." Like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." That was a good episode uh, too. That was also a good episode. Was that? Yeah. That wasn't Ghost World, was it? No, I don't. Think that was so. pre Ghost World because Anna died in that fire, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Oh, and all of the tomb vampires. That's Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's yeah. all who died there. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then also Pearl died in there, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Whoa. Big body count that up. Whoa. Taking me back, man. That was a good finale. Damn. Right? That was so good. Wes tries to inject Elena with something that will make her crave vampire blood. And he makes some big fucking deal about the fact that, like, every vampire is now, like, one shot away from becoming a bloodthirsty killer. Uh, and it's it would, like, basically would make her into a ripper, but only for vampires. Like, she would f- pose no threat to humans, just vampires. Yeah. Um, which is again ties back to fucking Wes's thing about how he wanted to make vampires crave vampire blood so they would stop feeding on humans and stop becoming stop being like stop making humans prey basically right so there's that Stefan though saves her just in time and she fucking like headbutts him headbutts Wes and she just like knocks him the fuck out which I think (laughs) is very funny you know what Uh, I realized while watching this episode uh Yeah. This whole plot of, oh, 
we need to experiment on these vampires in order to uh, make it so that we can use their blood uh, to help all these people out. Reminded mm-hmm. me so much. I can't remember what season it is, but it, remember that doctor who is really into Alaric? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's season two, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think so. I was like, I wasn't sure if it was season two or three. But that entire arc of her, like, trying to collect the vampire blood and then injecting it into people, remember, that's what made Elena a vampire? Yes. Yeah. Oh, fuck. No, that was season three then, wasn't it? She was that. Yeah, that was season three then. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that entire plot, I feel like, is coming full circle with this. Like, they kind of hinted at it there. And then it, like, turned Elena into a vampire. So we saw the negative effects of what that can lead to. Uh, And now we're seeing more of that. Which is super interesting. They really fucking love doctors. Love using doctor shit on this show, huh? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird, though, because I feel like their best plots aren't like the supernatural bullshitty ones but they're mm-hmm. kind of i think some of their best plots are the ones where it's like people trying to change vampires or people trying to do things you know yeah i think this show is almost at its core best when it's about the interplay between vampires and humans not about the supernatural bullshit that yeah. may change um season six has some real good supernatural bullshit uh-huh. um but I think why five, seven, and eight all feel so weird is because they're all so supernaturally bullshitty, you know? Mm, yeah, because I feel like really the charm of the Vampire Diaries since season one has been like the interaction between vampires and humans and how do humans deal with the fact that vampires are around, especially since some of them know about them, some of them do not. Um or even just like the the power dynamics between the vampires and the yeah. humans. Yeah. Um It's just interesting. It's yeah. just interesting. We'll see. We'll see. Um I I just I think it's neat that they use doctors in science so much, but it's like I, I like it because it feels very human. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like medicine is is seems is is to me like a very basic human thing like wanting to improve somebody or something um or like to improve yourself or to improve you know what's around you feels very human to me and i really like that they use that to like that dichotomy with vampires who are just like fucking they're they're parasites really Mm -hmm. like that's all they are um i think it's it's in that dichotomy is interesting to me okay Oh, fuck. I moved my mouse. Where was I? Uh, Here we go. I got it. I got it. I got it. Nadia asks Matt to hold on to the traveler knife because she's leaving Mystic Falls and Catherine would need it if she wants to live a little longer. Nadia is very conflicted about Catherine dying. Very true parent-child dynamic where Nadia punches her in the face earlier in this episode and then she's like, I mean, technically she'll fucking need this if she wants to do it. So <laughs> I should probably keep it around for her. Very, like, realistic dynamic, yeah, I feel. I, I feel that real hard you know yeah for no particular reason you know my 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 relationship with my parents is great you know (laughs) all of us have really good relationships with our parents actually right exactly 
No problems. We not really. We have never once in our lives had complicated parental dynamics. No, exactly. no, no. We're all very well-adjusted people. Yeah. Damon saves Enzo's life by injecting him with a bunch of different antidotes and hoping one works, and one does. So... <laughs> I think I love it when you're just, like, fucking... You're shooting some buckshot, just, you're like, just hoping to hit something. Yeah. Just some real, like, buckshot bullshit that actually works. I love it. I love it. It's like, I don't know which of these works. Wait, didn't he say that earlier? I feel like someone said that earlier. We should just... I don't remember what they were injecting um, what way. I think last... The last fucking episode, or two episodes ago, when... Fucking, he was injecting. Damon was doing the same thing, where he was injecting Grayson with a bunch of yes! different diseases. Yes, okay, that's what it was. Yes. Why does he keep doing this? <laughs> I don't know. I guess it keeps working. Like, <laughs> it's just wild to me that that's worked not once but, but twice. twice. <laughs> Pretty good track record thus far, honestly. You know, which is something. Bonkers. If something isn't broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? I guess. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I guess. God. Then we get to the Delena scene uh, this episode. Yes! It starts off kind of cute. I like it because um, Damon is like, in a whole book full of your father's horrors and all of his scientific bullshit, you found the one happy passage where like it talks about how Megan... Megan, hey, Haley Kyoko from episode one yeah. of this season. <laughs> uh, Haley Kyoko, young Haley Kyoko got healed by vampire blood because of Grayson Gilbert's research. So uh, she's like, you know, maybe it wasn't all bad. He saved lives, you know. Uh, and then Damon's like, okay, but that book is like 500 pages of horror. I can't believe you found the one happy passage. Very on brand for Elena. Which right. is true, actually. Yeah. She's very much an optimist. That was the most, that was like, this, I think this scene is one of the most, like, accurate things I've ever seen them do with Elena. Like, they're just spitting mm -hmm. facts. And then Damon breaks up with Elena. He's like, stop trying to make me into the good guy. Which is a true fact. He's yeah. like, I'll never be the good guy. Another true fact. Right. <laughs> There is something about Elena being like like needing to like try to find a gray area where there is no gray area. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's trying to like hold on to like something that does not exist. And this is like such an interesting camera trait. I mean not camera trait. This is such an interesting camera trait. <laughs> Character, character trait? trait sorry my brain went haywire for a second this is such neither of us have had good brains this episode no 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 no. we have not this is a really good character like a true character thing for elena i feel like because like it is true that she just tries to find the good in everything where yeah it, where it just does not exist and like i feel like this scene in particular pointed out there's that there's something wrong going up in that head of hers. Like she needs help. <laughs> there is absolutely something wrong with this woman. She needs 
She is so, she needs so much help because Damon literally says, why are you still here? And I'm like, yeah, me too. I'm curious too. What's her answer? Because I'm confused too. Like, she's so badly, like she, like, I think this, the way that the scene plays out, she's like, I don't, I don't think what you did was like good or I'm not trying to find like a good reason for it. And then he's like, so then why are you still here? And I was like, yeah, I don't get like, I was like curious to see how the writers was going, were going, was going to explain why uh, Elena still wanted to be with Damon. And she's like, oh, because I love you. Huh? And that was it. I'm like, girl, you need what? a better reason by now. <laughs> exactly. Like, because you love him, that's a toxic relationship. Get out of there fast, sweetie, because you're in a toxic relationship. Like, and like, and the, the crazy thing, too, is once I heard that, I was like, I can totally see how Delaney's would spin this into their favor. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, my gosh, she loves him so much. She's willing to stay with him during the bad things. Like, oh, my gosh, they're so in love. Like, they're meant to be together. And in my head, I'm like, uh, no, that's signs of, like, a toxic relationship she needs to get out of. Because, like, why are you still with someone? Like, if you can't provide any other reason you're with someone who's, like, such a bad person other than you're in love with them. Girl, get out of there as quickly as possible because you're you need to just go just go yeah like the reason that elena gives is she's like i'm not defending you for all of the bad things that you've done i'm i'm here because i love you and because i choose to and i'm like okay i get that girl but like name a single good character trait that damon has name a single good thing that he does for you queen like why are you choosing this like why why it doesn't make any sense. I know a good part of any relationship is like choosing to be together because you want to be. I get that. I understand right. that. Girl, I also want my partners to not be mass murderers and like unrepentant about it, you know? Exactly. Maybe that like maybe we're just built different than Elena <laughs> Gilbert and there is fundamentally something wrong with her. And yeah. you know what? I want to be like that's okay, queen, but that's but not. It's not. Fix it's yourself. Not. Fix yourself. Go get help. Get help. Go to therapy. <laughs> like, it's Girl, so bad. you have a family fortune because your dad was a doctor, okay? Let's not pretend like you don't have enough money to go to a therapist once a month. Right. It's like, I feel like the writers, whenever they try to justify everything by, oh, they're just in love. And it's like, you guys, I don't care that they're in love. Please change. Like, if you're going to justify this by them, like, okay, here's the thing. If they are truly in love, right? They truly want to be in this relationship with one another. Then why is Damon not doing the work in order to make this work? Exactly. Why are neither of them putting in the work? Because if they truly were in love and were like, oh, we really want to be in this relationship, Damon would not be just taking Damon's, like, Damon would recognize that Elena wants somebody, wants to be with somebody who has these good characteristics, and he would put in the work in order to change himself, not to just stay the same and be okay with that, and then just break up with her when he realizes that's what she wants at the first place. Like, come on. Come on. Like, like, 
Delana breakup best scene this episode, actually. I think it's so good. This yeah. is the only time I was like, okay, Ian's acting. Get it, King. Right. It felt so real because it was so true to the characters, you know, in a way. Yeah. And, like, I think this also touches to the other thing you were talking about of them being out of character. Because in character, Damon would never do this. Yeah. But it's, like, so true in a way. Like, in a way, like, what they're saying is the truth. But in character, they would never do that. Like, that was forced by hand of them breaking up. And I don't, I mean, I'm not against that. Thank you for for finally. They were, like. They both were so blinded by being quote unquote in love that they did not recognize the flaws of their relationships. So in reality, those two characters would have never realized why their relationship just would never work. But the, the but the writers had to like force their hands so that they could finally recognize what what's so wrong about their relationship in the first place. You know? It's just God, I hate Delena, but this is a good scene. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like every other TVD podcast out there is like, oh my God, we love Delena. Like every other one is very much a Delena stan. Right. And we are out here like championing anything else. <laughs> Doesn't even have to be Delena. Anything else. Quite literally, literally. Please, dear God, anything other than Delena. Right. Like again i know that's why some of you listen to this podcast i know i look at our twitter messages (laughs) i understand why you are all here and it is because we are very anti-delena i like and like here's the thing i'd be okay with delena again we keep saying this if damon went through some character development and this episode this breakup literally just proved all that needs to happen is for Damon to go through some character development. But Damon's stubborn, and he doesn't want to do that. So what am I supposed to do about that? Am I just supposed to accept them? Like, no, that's not going to happen. Sorry. Sorry. It's just so bonkers. <sighs> like, one of the best, <laughs> one of the best Delena moments of this show is them breaking up. <laughs> like, think about it. Literally. <laughs> I think like, that is so funny. I think it's hilarious that one of their <laughs> best moments is a breakup scene. Like, and uh, if you really, really, really think about it, this is the least cringe I've ever seen them. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like, this, this is, is the, the le- best Ian's acting has been in a while. Exactly. Like, best of Ian's acting, least cringe. They, they like... Their their best chemistry is when they fight. Like, come on, you guys. Come on. Come on. Let them stay broken up. Let them be bitter exes, you know? Yeah, let them let them develop on their own. You know? Let Away them from percolate. each other. Let them age like fine wine. And then maybe exactly. they can get back to each other eventually later. I really don't care that much. Right. But I like- think I don't know how this show is going to go. Of course. Mm -hmm. This is my first Mm -hmm. time watching. Mm -hmm. I think this is an example of two characters who need to separate, become better versions of themselves, and then later on, if they decide to, they can get back together. Don't know if that's what's going to happen in this show. They might just separate, (laughs) stay the same, and get back together. 
And if they do that, what was the point of this? Um, but from B's reaction, I have a feeling that's what's gonna happen. So I'm not excited. There's a about lot it. that goes on here, honestly. I promise it's like it's not like there's no character growth. It's like there's too much character growth. Oh. They are too There's a lot other. of whack shit that goes on later. Don't worry about it. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Like there, there's clear examples of um of that happening in TV where like the characters are like not right for each other at the moment, but later on in life, it's like it works better because they're both better people. They've developed more. They're older. Whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love that dynamic honestly because it just feels like, like that's some. It, it feels realistic in a way. You know, sometimes people grow together within a relationship. And they fall apart or they like they really uh, start to develop and lean on one another. And sometimes mm-hmm. in real life, people need to like step away from each other. Try to just yeah. go through whatever they're going through and come back when the when the moment is right. And it just feels very like natural when that when that sort of stuff happens. I actually really like it in TV shows, but I have a feeling that TVD won't be executing it in a way that I like. So. You are probably correct. <laughs> I will say that. You will probably be correct. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Delena breakup happens. We are big fans of the Delena breakup, as you can tell. Jordan, this is the first TVD episode that you've been on in a while. I'm glad it's the Delena breakup app. Yeah, <laughs> you me know? too, honestly. Like, I'm happy you came back for this one Ugh, of this all is, the episodes. This is so for me to be here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Of course, I'd be here. It's so fortuitous that it's this episode, you know? Yeah. The other sort of, like, last thing, the last things that happen this episode, Stefan and Catherine have, like, a little, uh, they have, like, a moment with a capital M. Yeah. Very much a capital M moment that I actually really enjoy. Yeah, Again, me I too. Really like their dynamic. Me too. Uh, like, Catherine just, like, straight up asks for, like, forgiveness and redemption. She, like, asks for the chance to... Be a she person. like asks for that and he's like and it's like, a lot to, and stuff is like it's a lot to ask and they're She's also like, playing they're also playing such a good song in the background you guys what song is in the background um oh shoot i can't even remember it now but it's like uh let me go pull up what music we got um let's see there was a Lord song in this episode? Yeah, I heard it. I heard the Lord song. I was like, oh my gosh, is that Lord? I heard it, you guys. I'm really good yeah, at Yeah, the Love Club up. was in this song. Oh my god, Fitzpleasure was also in this club. Oh my god, it was also in this song. I think it was, I think it's All I Want by Yes, okay, yes, Quality. that's the song. That's Quality. the song. Quality. Koala. I don't know how to say that. Codaline. I just Codaline. I just I, forgot I, how to read there. I know that song because it was like super popular on YouTube. Like all the all the people who did music had like done a cover of it when it like came out, and like yeah. it's it's like it's it's like such a pretty song. I love that song. So when I heard it, I was yeah. like, oh yeah, this is really fitting. It really does uh, match the tone of the of the scene really well. It really does love that can i can i read some of the lyrics because like yeah it's it's like it's so is it like very emo here i'm I'm just gonna read it okay all i want is nothing more to hear you knocking at my door because if i could see your face once more i could die a happy man i'm sure 
you guys. Come on. Oh, my God. And then it says, but if you love me, why do you leave me? Take my body. Take my body. All I want is all I need is to find somebody. I'll find somebody like you. Those this are like is the, making me emo. Yeah. That's so. Wow. Those are like, um, oh, yeah. And then the second verse is like, so you brought out the best in me, a part of me I've never seen. You took my soul and wiped it clean. Our love was made for movie screens. It's so good. And like, I think I think the lyrics also just like, yeah, chef's kiss for this scene. Yeah. Chris, the music supervisor. Chris, my guy. You did such a good continue, job. Continue continuing to just like put out banger after banger. Yeah. You know what this reminds me of? I don't watch Gossip Girl, but I follow the guy who does the mu- music supervision for Gossip Girl. And he's uh-huh. always tweeting out like the the, the track music list. the track list for each episode. And every time I'm like, damn, you guys got some good music on this show. <laughs> yeah. I still follow Chris on Twitter and whenever he posts the legacies, um, the legacy songs, I'm like, oh shit, I wonder what that what the context for right. that song would be. <laughs> right. Like, wow. <laughs> they they know what they're doing, you know. It's I think music supervision is such a cool job. I love music. Also so difficult to get right, but like when yeah. it hits, it hits. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, okay, then the last, let's see. A- um, Aaron confronts Wes and tells him to get out of his life. Um, yay, boy angst. Um, oh, okay. W- one more thing before we get to like the 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 crazy last scene of this episode is yeah. Am I the only one who was feeling some homoerotic tension between Damon and Enzo? Oh, no, absolutely, you are not. They absolutely play this shit like stilted lovers. Like Enzo is absolutely fit for, like, a reality show. Like, he could be on The Real Housewives of Miami with his shit. Like, the scene where Damon has his hand in his body with the heart. Oh, my God. I was like, are they about to... Are they about to kiss right now? Okay, let me go. Okay. Here's what I'm about to do. Uh-huh. I'm going to go on to Archive of Our Own. Yeah, and see if there are any fanfictions. And see if there are any fanfics. <laughs> Damon Salvatore. I, I need to know on Twitter. Do they have shooters? Like, this could be our new... Um, <laughs> this could be our new... What was it? Jeremy and, and Tyler? This could be our new Tyler, you guys. <laughs> you guys this they be- have shooters on Twitter? <laughs> sorry the way that you worded that is so funny to me let's see oh my god oh, wait, i mean wait, they wait, have, wait, like... no, wait there's a tiktok oh my gosh they do have shooters oh they it's do. so real it's so real it's so real. They have fix on AO3. There's like a few pages. They're so real. And t- to be fair, TVD was kind of like before, you know, like AO3 kind of came into fruition. But they are fixed from 2021 here. The most recent one is from November 20th. They're so real for that. You guys are so real. They're so real for that. I sent a link in the group chat. Okay, hold TikTok. up. Let me 
let me I need to see this. Actually, I need to see this. Oh my god. <laughs> like they're so real. They're so real. You know what? I'm gonna say it. New favorite crack ship. I New think it would favorite. be very fun. You guys they're so real and it's such a real thing. There's literally a there's literally a post from an hour ago. They absolutely play like a little bit bitter X is kinda gay here. Yeah, there's a lot of sexual tension between the two of them. There's a lot of it, and I'm sorry that we're like this. But I think I'm it is not, so fast. I'm not I'm sorry. Not, okay. I'm listen. not sorry, but I am. Listen, 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 listen. Let me tell you guys something. Listen. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so few gay media in this world. Sometimes your brain just got to do the work for you, okay? Sometimes you, gotta, you see... You got to make your own... Choose sometimes, your own adventure book. Sometimes you, know? you see what's on screen and you're like, I know for a fact that if, if, if this was more normalized, they would be a thing. So, like, I'm going to just make them a thing in my head. Like, it's just the truth now. And that's fine. The way that Enzo sacrificed himself for his lover, though. Oh, my God. Oh, for Damon. Wow. Uh. wow. Love. So, so true. Wait, when we decided on Jailer being a thing, what was the uh-huh. name? Of, did we name the episode based off of that? Because now I feel like we should I feel like we did it. name the episode based off of that. Hold up. I think we absolutely did. Let me, let's see. That would be fucking Jesus Christ. We have a lot of episodes. Um, oh, let's... it was just this podcast ship's Jyler. Yeah, it was, it was episode 12. So our, what's their ship name? Their ship Denzo? name? Denzo? Denzo or, yeah, I feel like Denzo works the best. I think Denzo works the best, actually. Yeah. Denzo yeah. now. We ship yeah. Denzo now because we're well-adjusted human beings. Exactly. And also we think it's incredibly fun to tap dance on the grave of this show that ended years ago. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I love this for us. I'm so glad I brought it up. I forgot to bring it up, but I was like, let I'm me so just, glad that you did. Let me just put it in here real quick. Just gotta, just gotta whenever, just tap that in there. Whenever you have a chance, just add a little bit of, of homoerotic attention. <laughs> always we have to add the homoerotic tension to this teen show because the teen show is not going to do it itself exactly like tvd doesn't do it itself to on the other hand does it yeah a lot yeah it adds a lot of homoerotic tension love that the vampire nice doesn't so we kind of have to you know like you have to make up for it if you can't if you don't want to make you don't want to like home grow your homoerotic tension store bought is fine we can just kind of do this you know exactly elena burns her dad's book it's a really dramatic moment she's like crying or whatever mm-hmm. um and then whoa Catherine, whoa yeah is calling nadia because she's like actually maybe i do want to try to use the passenger spell to keep on living mm-hmm. um, but before she can confirm that with nadia uh, she ends up falling down the stairs because she has a heart attack. <sighs> I'm so shocked her body held out this long just to collapse in a moment of dramatic irony. I think that's very, very on brand <laughs> for her, actually. 
I don't know if she dies next episode, but if she does, you know, fitting that she got her last scene with Stefan, honestly. Honestly, so true, actually. You know, they're, they're, I yeah. feel like especially because they have such a long history, Stefan was the original reason he was in Mystic Falls and found Elena, you know? It yeah. feels right that they end it with him. That's the episode. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing. Yes. We did a whole episode of TV Dean. We actually enjoyed it. Yeah. That's really shocking. Whoa. On a scale of one to ten, Jordan, what do you rank in this episode? I have never felt this good about a TVD episode in so long. It feels like. It's even the been ones a bit. even the ones I've ranked like pretty like okay. Like I've never felt this good about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. and for that Well, because you haven't ranked an episode. I mean, you ranked like Death and the Maiden pretty high, but before that Monsters Ball and Handle with Care and Dead Man on Campus in the Cell. Like, those are four episodes in the most recent episodes that we've done that, like, you have not ranked kindly. And for that, because this wasn't even that good of an episode, but compared to everything else that's gone down, I'm giving it a nine, all right? Damn, it's you're going a nine high. for me, okay? I enjoyed this episode a lot. I love the pacing. I love the character dynamics, okay? I loved I, I think love I love the Delena breakup. Exactly. Delena breakup was amazing. Like I don't think there's like really a flaw in this episode. The only reason I'm not giving it a 10 is because it just is it's missing something to give it that like little boost of a 10. But overall, yeah. solid episode. Loved it. First time in a long time, I can say I actually not even just liked, but loved an episode of TVD. I'm trying to think if I have any problems with this episode, because overall, I think it's really good, you know? Yeah. I really enjoy it for all the reasons you listed. I think I might go with you and give it a nine, actually. Yeah. It's it's a solid. We're both going to give this one a nine. It's a solid episode. And like, it doesn't have that wish- little extra oomph to give to give it a 10, but it's a good episode. Been missing this type of episode. Like, it's not even that complicated of an episode. It's pretty simple, but, like, it gets the job done. It's just done. good. Yeah. Yeah, it's just good. It it does what it needed to do. It came exactly. here, it worked, it went home. It did exactly. its 9 to 5. I love it. <laughs> uh, That's it for this episode. Wait. MVP? Who's the MVP of this episode? MVP? Hmm. is it enzo again (laughs) last episode it was enzo um is it also enzo again here's a weird thing okay i kind of want to give it to damon i was also thinking that as well it was between him and enzo between the boyfriends you know we don't really give damon mvps here I, i don't know even know if we've done it before um i really let me check i can't remember the last time we did but here's why Damon's getting an MVP. Good villain this episode. Clever this episode. And then initiated the delay to break up this episode. All right. Three things right there. Oh, my God, dude. Have we never done it before? I think for all the times we've given out MVP. Now, we didn't start giving out MVPs until season three. Yeah. Um... We have never given Whoa. Damon an MVP. You guys, this is the groundbreaking I think territory. we have to give Damon the MVP because he initiated, initiated the Delena breakup. This is groundbreaking, you guys. Whoa. Oh God, the first, I can't believe we're giving the first Damon an MVP. Oh my God. Everyone. Podcast every- first here. 
everyone who's listening to this was like, oh my gosh, biggest plot twist of this episode, of this episode of this podcast. Oh my god. Yeah. Holy shit, we're giving Damon an MVP. MVP. Well, who knows how long this is going to last for him, you know? Not long. I, <laughs> I bet not long. I don't remember, but I feel like not very long. I mean, he he deserved it this episode. He did his work. He, he did, did what, he, what he came to do, you know? He put in the work. He got rewarded for being, for causing problems on purpose and solving problems yeah. on purpose. And also causing more problems by causing the Delena breakup. I think <sighs> he deserves this. Damon, for the first time, for the first job, time bud. ever, good job. Good job, I liked bud. you this episode. Didn't even feel like you were annoying this episode, you guys. Damon, good job. That's fucking insane. I can't believe we haven't given... <laughs> we just really we do didn't... not like Damon. Because <laughs> he never fucking does anything good. <laughs> it's always a piece of shit. Uh, what do you want me to say? He's always a piece of shit. <laughs> deserved, honestly. That's it for this episode of Afterbite. Thank you all for listening. Next week on Afterbite, we're going to be talking about season one, episode 11 of the originals. Um, I'm going to pronounce this title badly because I think it's in French. Mm-hmm. Um, it is Après, Après moi, Le Donge. Le Deluge. We should get, you should, <laughs> you should edit Let in. Fucking... You should edit in a Google translated speaking. Over yeah, that. Let me see translation. It's après moi la déluge, mm. basically, um, which is some sort of reference to a flood. I think. Oh. I don't know. They're on the banks of the Mississippi in that show. Who knows what goes on? <laughs> uh, anyway. Until next time, you can follow us on Twitter at AfterbytePod. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterbite. We do you get episodes early, you get discounts on merch, you get uh monthly live streams of mm-hmm. us, the host, just fucking around. Um, you get fun little bonus content, bonus apps. Mm-hmm. Um you get other things too. It's a whole there's a whole lot there. Patreon.com slash afterbite. Your support helps us a lot. It means the world. Like, throw us like $2, you know? Mm -hmm. It's two bucks. Two bucks. Easy. That's it for this time. Um, We don't have like an outro anymore. Just get poked. Get get your uh, shot. Get Get your your fucking booster, booster, bro. I have to get that, though. But I need to like plan it out because...